Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's what up, you guys? May 6, 2020, and I already know why Jimmy shot me that. <laughs> what? What's that <laughs> sound outside your window? How is was somebody, that? Is somebody using a chainsaw and the answer to that is the answer to that is yes absolutely for a week straight somebody my neighbors have been using a chainsaw is it the same guy that uh that drove drunkenly into the fence no they nobody drove into a fence nobody oh, drove, they into, drove a into a fence, fence. it was just in, into the neighbor's place into a yard and then into that was place. yeah then they they kind of drove off but you in kentucky they drive off. Eh, well you know well guys i wonder we, I, wonder, I wonder if it was the governor our governor rules. Oh. Our governor is fantastic. But anyway, we're here listing you, boy. We got a ton of stuff going on. You all might say, hey, why, why are you doing this 2 p.m.? I'm on Quizzlemania again. I was telling Jimmy off the air. The, the, all that sweet attention from all these Europeans is just too much for me. I've got to take it when I can get it. Uh, check that out. I'll be on there trying to defend my crown against, I think it's Steve from Steven Larson. Yeah, I'm going up against Steve this week. Friend of the site, always cites us and, and speaks highly of us. So I'm excited to uh, completely crush him, Jimmy. That's great. Yeah, well, I, I was telling Sean off the air, I hate the 2 p.m. time slot. I hate it. I'm doing it for uh, for Sean Ross Sapp's brand, and I'm doing it for Fightful Exposure. I hate the 2 o'clock time slot. but <laughs> for uh, my brand. We'll and, 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 and kudos to Sean Ross Sapp. I don't even know if he wants to be telling you this. Off the air the other day, Sean goes, do you want me to throw the game this week so that uh, – <laughs> and, and, and I, I was like, no, man. Like, you know, do your thing, and if you keep going back, keep, keep going back. Yeah. We'll have to figure it out, you know? Yeah, I mean that's, that's the thing. Uh, exposure is always nice when it's massive exposure. If this were like some 25-view thing, there's probably a chance that I wouldn't be able to clear my schedule for it. And I've got a backlog of these – appearance things like i have a lot of people that hit me up and i'm very flattered about that i've got a backlog of those things right now uh now that we're home and we've got a backlog of content for you people all you people here at fightful gonna, gonna say i thought you don't like the all you people promo all you people well i i worked as a heel last week jimmy it's fair you did you did and we got the dana brooke interview dropping 
tomorrow. Uh, she also has Ulysses Diaz there. And a lot of you all might go, well, why is she doing an interview with Ulysses Diaz? Boxer, bare-knuckle fighter, MMA fighter, jiu-jitsu competitor, wants to make a transition into WWE. And if you look at him, you're like, okay, he's probably going to get a booking somewhere. I would love to see the guy work blood sport. That drops tomorrow. A guy named, uh, I don't know, John Moxley drops next week. Y'all might know him. He strips down in our interview, Jimmy. Yeah, that's good. He's, that uh, that's he's a bit of a loose cannon, that guy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he, he seems to like us. So uh, leave yeah, a thumbs cool. up if you all are watching live on YouTube. You can donate a Super Chat any amount. Get your question or statement right on the air. And you might say, you know what? I got more than one question. I got more than one question. What do I do? Well, first off, if you donate a large amount, we're probably going to read all your questions anyway. That's just the, 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 that's the kind of guys that me and Jimmy are. We're great people. But you can subscribe to FightfulSelect.com where I've had just news dropping everywhere jimmy i even dropped news on sinkhole de mayo like it's it's all you look you look, you look like you're fighting your cat that's just basically looks yeah. like the uh the style this is me dropping news i'm just dropping news all the time that's what that is yeah and we've got a q a show over there i've limited the questions to 10 but really let's be honest if you can't find out what you want to know within 10 questions I don't, I don't even know what you're doing here but we do have a couple super chats right out of the gate our boy Throwback says, "With WWE reopening, uh, or with WWE reopening with all the states slowly and allegedly WWE talent not happy with how things played out, do you think it's a possibility that these independent contractors uh, will? Sorry, I had a driver pop up. Do you think it's a possibility that these independent contractors eventually unionize? I don't. No." We've talked about it before. They need the stars to align with them because other. when I say the stars, I mean the top guys, you know, uh, Roman Reigns, Cena, if he's still relevant to the company. They need those guys to be included. Otherwise, Vince McMahon will just do what he can to get around those guys uh, and hire other people. And and the, the sad fact is there are always guys ready and willing for that call, you know, and, for, and, and to sign that contract. So if you don't get the top guys – there's not going to be a union in, in wrestling. Yeah, I agree. that It's it's all about the top guys. That's why Hogan was able to put the kibosh on everything when Jesse yep. Ventura tried. I don't think they will. I don't think that will happen for a very long time. And even when they do, I think it will be more of an association than a union. I think it would be a, a lot more akin to the NBA Players, Players Association. And it won't cross promotions. It will have to be like WWE Performers Association or something like that. It won't be like... WWE, AEW, ROH all under the same umbrella because that that's a little too all-encompassing. Anakin JMT says, Wishing you luck at Quizzle Mania. I'll be live this time. Are you nervous about retaining? No, I am not. <laughs> I am not nervous about retaining. I had a blast doing it, but let me tell you, I've never had to piss so much in my life. Tim, That's true. He goes like four times before we go on the air for this show. Yeah, I drink a lot of water. Tim Traver, who, uh, you know, we extended our condolences. He lost his sister. He says, starting to feel a little bit better. Want to say thankful, thanks to Fightful and everyone uh, who's a part of the Fightful family. It meant a lot to me. I'm still struggling, but it, but I'm getting better each day. Uh, we got your back, buddy. You've been one of our longest supporters, and uh, we appreciate you. Definitely, everybody, send your condolences to Tim. But we have some wrestling to talk about, I guess, Jimmy. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I want to start by talking about WWE and AEW and UFC for that matter, Mm -hmm. uh, reopening to live fans. Uh, You know, the other day I was on social media, Sean, and I saw a headline that was posted by another wrestling site. uh, And the headline was, quote, John Cena gives a kid cancer. That's not exactly how how that one was written. Yeah. You, you're right; it was written not well, but it wasn't quite written like that. But this particular one, the the quote was: "New Florida guidelines allow WWE to bring back fans starting next week." Mm-hmm. That's clickbait if I've ever read clickbait. And of course, you know, I wanted to check it all. Oh, let's see these words of wisdom they have. So I, I I went on the site, and of course, they referenced a different site. Uh, neither one are known for breaking news. It's all clickbait bullshit. And I saw that, and I was joking on social media about maybe we should have a new subcategory of Fightful designed to debunk fake news. Yeah. Because that's utter bullshit. Yeah, and and you and I oftentimes on this podcast will talk about uh, uh, fake news. So I wanted to lay it all out in terms of, you know, plans for reopening. Uh, And it's going to be a state-by-state thing in the U.S., but I want to kind of talk about it. So last Wednesday, which would have been April 29th, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, we've talked about him a lot on this podcast. Yes. He announced that the statewide stay-at-home order will be expiring for the majority of the state. Uh, he said that there would be a three-phase plan for reopening. Phase one actually started already uh, this past Monday, May 4th, and that phase included bars and restaurants operating at 25% capacity indoors, although I've seen some pictures, Sean. Mm-hmm. A few places are ignoring the 25% capacity law. Oh, yeah. That's another story for another day, uh, but that's phase one. And uh, phase two is set to include large sporting events and theme parks up to 50 percent of building capacity. WWE and AEW and UFC would fit under phase two. Now, where these sites are wrong when they say starting next week, no timeline for phase two has been announced. Correct. All Governor DeSantis said was, quote, each phase we're thinking about weeks, not thinking about months. And so these little minions running these little sites, they just kind of ran with that and decided to fill in the blanks and say, weeks instead of months, WWE's going live next week. It's not exactly accurate. Um, I think come June, they're probably going to look at uh, getting getting people back in. But obviously, it's going to be done uh, very slowly. I think WWE's probably going to start with full sale, probably. And I think AEW's going to continue to run Daily's Place, probably. And uh, and limit the number of people that go in. But that's kind of where they're looking at now. The big question is, what will they do with respect to social distancing rules? Yeah. And I'm sure you being a football fan, you probably heard about what Tom Garfinkel said. Yeah. So Tom Garfinkel is the CEO and president of the Miami Dolphins. Is he also Einhorn? Is I saw Tom your thing on social Einhorn? media. Yeah. Is Einhorn Garfinkel? Where's, I, where does Snowflake fit into all this? Wasn't it Garfunkel or was no, it Garfinkel? No, it was Ray Finkel. Ray Finkel. It was Ray, Ray Finkel. Right, right. Laces out. <laughs> how, many time, how many times have you seen that movie? Dan Marino should die of syphilis <laughs> and burn in hell. I think that was the, one of the lines. Might have been. Might have been. So Tom Garfinkel, the CEO and president of the Dolphins, he was on Good Morning America this past Monday, uh, and he revealed mock-ups for tentative social distancing plans for when the NFL launches. And this was interesting to me because WWE and AEW and the UFC, maybe they're going to have to do things similar when they allow fans back in the building. So here's some things that he suggested. Number one was security at different gates uh, to watch people in lines, whatnot. Number two, get this one, Sean, exiting the stadium like a church environment one row at a time. Good luck on that one, bud. 
But that was that was number two. Number three, colored spots on the ground to designate the distance uh, needed between fans as they file in. Number four, in-seat food ordering only. So you order it, and then you go pick it up at at concessions. I was going to say, if they bring it to you, hell yeah. I'm all for that. They should do that anyway. Well, right now they do. If you yeah. get like usually within the hundred level tier, then you can you can get in food in in seat service. But they're talking the whole building, the whole stadium. You order in your seat, you go and pick it up. Obvious question: How are you going to enforce that? Are you telling me that people are going to patiently sit waiting for their row to be next to exit? I, no, no chance. No, no chance that that's going to happen. But that's what he's hoping, and so. Uh, I don't know. We're going to see. And then one related note, and this came from John Alba of Spectrum Sports, who is somebody that I know you know, Sean. Yeah. The, the Jacksonville International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, or IATSE, it's the union that oversees production uh, in Jacksonville for AEW. They posted on their Facebook this week that they have reopened Daly's Place for AEW. They said that a COVID-19 rapid test – was given to every stagehand, road agent, venue staff, and talent before entering the venue. Uh, and they're utilizing portable wash stations, hand, sanit- hand uh, sanitizer stations, mandatory mask covering, and social distancing. They're doing what they kind of can. Yeah, I've heard the uh, same for WWE. WWE's got some pretty uh, extensive uh, screening ahead before you even walk in the in the door. Right. Well, there's there, there's other you know little asterisks here, little side notes that we have to talk about. Sure. Uh, the first one is the New York Times. They posted a graph this week that showed the coronavirus curve through May third. Uh, it was uh, in terms of total uh, cases and new cases, and it, they had two of them. One was for the New York metropolitan area, and the other was for the rest of the U.S. In yeah. the New York metropolitan area, the curve was starting to to plateau and go down. In the rest of the U.S. Whoosh, yeah. They're still doing this. And so that got me thinking, what about Florida? Florida is where all this focus is right now. UFC is coming back on Saturday in Jacksonville. AEW is going live every week again starting this week. NXT is uh, is NXT doing rotations or are they live every Wednesday? Oh, they're rotations. They're every, everything okay. WWE is rotated between almost live and filmed. Okay. So I looked up Florida, uh, and I went to ClickOrlando.com, which is one of the news stations there. Florida is currently seeing an increase in daily new cases, and the overall curve is on the rise in Florida right now. And they're going to be not only allowing UFC with no fans to start back up, uh, AEW going live every Wednesday starting this week, NXT, Raw, and SmackDown on a rotating schedule, uh, planning, I think, in June – to allow fans back in at limited capacity, and the total cases are going up. Does that make a lot of sense to you, Sean Ross App? Uh, well, it does make a lot of sense to me that this is already being planned. I mean, that's the thing. I think I saw a meme that said it's such an American thing to just decide you're bored of the virus and say, oh, well, we're, we're, it's over because we're bored of it. And right. that that's legitimately what's happening. People are bored of it. And you see a lot of this stuff where people are like, well, life has got to move on. Life has got to go on. Well, it's not for the people who are going to die. And to me, there's no dollar amount that is worth lives. People are more important than that. You can recover with people. Uh, And I think this is going to lead to a whole lot of other political issues down the line, too, about how this was all handled and who were truly affected and who were not affected. Because I get the feeling – uh, people in America aren't feeling that bad for, like, J. Cole right now that filed bankruptcy. 
Eh, well, they probably should have had better better stuff in in order. The mom and pop stores, the the elderly that are getting really sick and dying, anybody who's getting sick and dying, that's where the concern is. But you just have so many people that are eager to get out, and I get it. I'm eager to get out too, but I'm not eager to get out at the expense of somebody else's life. Yeah, well, I look at it like this, and and obviously I'm not a politician. This is just my opinion, but I look at it like this. I understand the landscape right now. I understand that the economy has suffered mm-hmm. for the last couple of months. I understand that a lot of small businesses, if they haven't already gone out of business, they're on the brink of going out of business. I understand that a lot of people have lost their jobs. Uh, they're not getting much in the way of subsidies from the government, especially in the U.S. right now. A lot of people don't know how they're going to pay their rent or pay their mortgage. And so they're desperate to get out, not necessarily because they want to enjoy the nice weather and they want to go to parks and they want to go to the beach, even though a lot of people are like that too. But a lot of people want to get out because they want to work and they want to make a living. And I also understand that there's a lot of pressure on government. There's there's pressure yes. on local government, state level, federal level to get the economy rolling again. I get all of that, you know. And and it's easy for me and you who have online businesses or, or work online haven't really been affected. True. It's easy for us to say, you know, stay locked down, stay locked down, stay locked That's a good down. Point. Right? There are a lot of people desperate, and I get all of that. But here's the situation. Here's here's my opinion. Unless you can test people on a regular basis before they step into their workplace, I think you're going to be really smart about things. And when I read that thing about uh, Daly's Place where they said that they're doing um, COVID-19, what was it called? Rapid tests. Rapid tests, yeah. Now, one thing that I can tell you, and I don't know if it's the same kind of test, but in in Canada recently, they recalled – a COVID-19 rapid test. Mm. Uh, And they recalled it because there were concerns about its effectiveness. Now, again, I'm not saying, I'm not suggesting it's the same test that they're using right now uh, by the union in Jacksonville for Daly's Place. I'm just saying that in Canada, they recall the rapid test. Uh, I think that this quick on-the-go testing technology is still in its early stages. And I think that if you are relying on that, in order to prove, okay, this guy's good, he can go in. This guy's good, he can go in. Uh, you might be, you know, playing with fire. I think doing that. And uh, and again, I understand the need to reopen. I understand people are desperate to make a living, and I understand businesses are desperate to kind of keep the doors open. I get all of that. But you have to remember what's going to happen, especially when we see in so many states that the total cases and new cases are not going down. This is going to lead to the second wave everybody's been predicting, and if that happens, then these businesses are definitely done. Then these people that can't pay their rent are in bigger trouble than they're in right now. So I think that uh, that they need to kind of think about this stuff before they go buck wild, you know? Yeah, I, I do too, and um, fortunately we have some buck wild super chats going on right now, Jimmy. Anakin JMT says, Denise made a great point Monday. Cedric and Ricochet lost because there were no other tag teams due to injuries and releases. Could that be a reason to argue for a little bit of talent hoarding? Well, Denise didn't make that point. I made the point of releases and injuries. I'm not sure what point she had made in regards to why they won. I don't think Brendan Vink and Shane Thorne should have won that match after losing four times. WWE knew before they squashed Shane Thorne last Wednesday on NXT that they had released people and that people were hurt. They can develop tag teams. They can have them score an upset win over somebody, but... You don't have to have them beat the new team who have already been 50 Um A reason, that being a reason for talent hoarding? No, they can put any two people together they want and make a tag team out of them. It's their company. What are your thoughts, Jimmy? 
Uh, yep, I agree. I actually, I, I want to talk about that in a minute. I want to say one other point about the whole reopening thing, and this has to do with the independent level of pro wrestling, because these independent oh, yeah. wrestling companies, a lot of these independent wrestling companies, the live events are their are their livelihood, and they don't have TV deals, and they they're, they're not doing big with merch and stuff. They need the live event ticket sales, and so they're chomping at the bit to get back too. And this is why I want to talk about this. So the first one that I've heard of, IWA Mid South which is based in Indiana, they announced that because Governor Eric Holcomb, the, the governor of Indiana, uh, has declared that stage four of that state's reopening is slated for June 14, right now anyway, and uh, stage four includes social gatherings of up to 250 people. Mm-hmm. Well, the IWA Mid-South has just gone right ahead and booked their next live show for June 18, four days after they're slated to, to, to do stage four. So just like I did with the other states, I looked up the status of COVID-19 in Indiana, and courtesy of coronavirus.in.gov, they are also currently seeing an upward trend in total new cases. Oh, it's bad. It's bad there. And I, I just looked at that, and as a matter of fact, I wrote down some things here. Their largest new daily case count to date, the largest one-day uh, new case count, just happened on April 26th, and their second largest uh, daily case count just happened on April 30, which would have been last mm-hmm. Thursday. And they're already talking like June 14, we're going to reopen to, to up to 250 people, and these independent promotions are ready to run. Oh, yeah. They're, IWA Mid-South wants to get their fans involved in a death match. Yeah, right? Right. Like, it's, it's very short-sighted. And again, I get it. I get it economically. I get it. But I think people need to think uh, big picture. And we've already seen, I just mentioned it, we've already seen not just in Florida, but I saw it in California too, businesses are ignoring the limited capacity laws. They're ignoring it because they need to make up for what they lost the last couple of months. I saw pictures of patios packed at at different restaurants, and that's going to keep happening until they're caught because they want to make up what they've lost. They need to understand what's going to happen if they they, uh, don't follow these rules and the second wave happens. If the second wave happens, we're going to be locked down much longer than this time, I think. Yep, I I agree. It's it's happened before with pandemics and, and grave situations such as this. Uh, Rob Wilkins sends a super chat and he says, Jimmy, if you were to guess, what would you say the percentage is of stockholders who care about storylines? Also, shout out to me for putting on pants for the first time since Sunday night, America. Stockholders that care about storylines. Minimal. Minimal. I think that they look at dollars and cents. I think a lot of them aren't even big wrestling fans. Uh, I think the wrestling fans are probably the ones that hold minimal stock. Yeah. Uh, the big banks, they care about the stock price. They care about earnings. They care about profit. They're not tuning in on Monday to see who uh, Cedric Alexander's wrestling. You know what I mean? Also very disturbing because I had a video call with Rob yesterday. I hope you had pants on. That's odd. Go ahead. So let's talk about the state of WWE, and you just uh, you just referenced this. I want to read a quote from good old Vince McMahon. As part of the Q1 earnings call a couple of weeks ago, and this is a telling quote, he said, Raw has suffered, but not necessarily because of the environment. It suffered because we bring in a lot of new talent into Raw, and it takes a while to get these new talents over. That's what he said, right? Look at Raw this week. And we haven't even got to SmackDown yet this week, but look at Raw this week. So you had Angel Garza, who's one of the guys that's been basically keeping the company afloat over the last you know, four to six weeks. He got pinned by Alberto or by Humberto Carrillo. I was going to say Alberto Del Rio. He got beat by Humberto Carrillo, and Humberto Carrillo had been the whipping boy for AJ Styles in the past. And who beat him? AJ Styles. 
meaning that we're still in a holding pattern with everybody. So Angel Garza gets pinned by Humberto Carrillo. Austin Theory, another guy over the last four to six weeks that they've really kind of relied on to, to, to eat up television minutes, he got pinned by Humberto Carrillo. Ricochet and Cedric Alexander, as you just mentioned, a team that could have been this generation's British Bulldogs mm-hmm. in, terms, in terms of you know pioneering, innovative offense, whatever. They could have been this generation's British Bulldogs. They got beat by Shane Thorne and Brendan Vink, enhancement wrestlers. Like you said, they were 0-4. Ricochet and Cedric Alexander are 3-3 three and three as a team now. They are now relegated to being just two more guys on the roster, mm-hmm. just like everybody else. Then you've got Street Profits. Now... I know people are going to say, well, but they got beat by the Viking Raiders, and the Viking Raiders have been pushed in the past. Street Profits could have been another one of these elite-level star teams. You know I'm, I'm a big fan of Montez Ford. They could have been one of these elite-level superstar teams that you could have kind of built your brand around, and now they're just another couple of guys because they keep getting their asses kicked too. Then you got Liv Morgan, who I thought – they were going to push as their new it girl. She beat Ruby Riot like two or three or four weeks in a row, whatever it was. Thought she was going to be the new it girl. She gets beat by Charlotte Flair in a match that didn't need to happen. Correct. This, this is where they're at. This is where they're at. And Vince McMahon, for years, he has had his talent in a holding pattern like this because he does not want to protect anyone at the expense of anyone else. That's what it is. He doesn't want to sacrifice someone to get someone else over unless your name is Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And that's that's where we're at. And that's why they have an entire roster of mid-carters, win some, lose some. That's what they have. Everybody gets 50-50. Everybody. Everybody. And Everybody. I, I know a lot of people think it's like a running joke that I pick on Humberto. He ain't over. He's not no. good. He is a no. good athlete. He is not a good WWE main roster performer. He is not good. He did not need to win three matches in a row. Bobby Lashley increased a little bit there, but then he looked stupid by the end he of did. it. He did. Like, he looked stupid. Like, that's the best way they could have gotten rid of Bobby Lashley. That's the best way they could have done it. I, I hate you know to I mean? repeat myself, but I mentioned on Monday, Jim Ross says, if you can't get somebody out of a match and you don't feel like they can sustain a loss, then why'd you book the match? Right. Roger Mary and Randy Savage win him in the ring, lose him in the ring. He always knew he was over enough and good enough to lose matches and then get back over. He was paranoid and obsessive and all that stuff, but he was very confident in himself and with good reason. Accentuate the positives, hide the negatives, and WWE, as I had mentioned, they do not understand the concept, and maybe UFC too, of one person who wins a lot facing another person who wins a lot you put them together on a special show, and you find out which one is better. You find out which one is better. That's the whole reason I want to watch Tony Ferguson fight Habib Nurmagomedov. I do not care about their personality traits, relatively speaking. Both entertaining people. I want to watch them fight because Tony Ferguson has won 12 straight fights, and Habib has never lost. That's mm-hmm. why I want to watch those two guys fight. I want to watch Jair Rosenstruck fight Francis Ngannou this week because they are two guys that throw their fists at people's faces and knock other people out and have been doing that a lot lately. And they've been winning lately. Winning streaks. I don't understand why it's so hard. And when when you have people that work for that company that would say wins and losses don't matter, I'm like, they should. They should. 
And yep, I agree. I mean, obviously, you, you, you need the personality in order to get to the next level, and that's why Conor McGregor is the superstar that he is. But I agree with you. You can take the most charismatic guy in the world, but if he gets his ass kicked every three weeks, no one gives a shit. I, like, just, how, how, how did that benefit Humberto? Because he knows how to pin some people. He got they his— fluky. They were fluky. All so they didn't of make them. Him look any yeah. All yeah. of them. If you want to start a banana peel fluke win guy, one, he's got to have more charisma. Bo Dallas could pull off a fluke banana peel banana peel type of thing because we've seen in the Bo Leave type of thing that he's got that that element of charisma and he can pull it off like, wow, what did I just accomplish? Humberto doesn't do that. We know how good of an athlete he is. It's just nothing else has been put together. AJ Styles comes at, back and beats him. But also, it was competitive. After Humberto had wrestled three people, it was competitive. Woof! Yeah, it's Woof. not good. What do you think about the banana peels as a name for an enhancement tag team? I would love that. As that should be <laughs> Brendan Vink and Shane Thorne. Well, they've already yeah. they've already won clean, so it doesn't work. But I thought that would be a good gimmick to run with somebody. Like one week they win by DQ, then the next week count out. The next week, somebody gets hurt. They never do anything to actually win it themselves. They just happen into wins. It's just I was I was always hoping years ago that Bobby Heenan was going to have a tag team called the Ham and Eggers. God, that would have been great. <laughs> uh, another thing about Street Profits, I want to ask you: any reason why Bianca Belair isn't continuing to appear with them? I don't know. They've had her on main event lately. I do not know. I'm going to ask. So doesn't make any sense. Uh, and then one other thing I want to talk about with uh, with Raw. So this week they set the all-time record low for the show in terms of viewership, 1.686 million viewers on average over the three hours on USA Network. Uh, I saw some stuff on social media about the sky is falling, the sky is falling. I just want to say this. People need to remember that right now television is down in general outside of news programming. Every every broadcast, every show is taking a hit. And when you look at Raw's three hours in terms of the key demo, and that's how they rank. They rank by the key demo. Those three hours were still ranked in the top six for the night. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was hour one and hour two were three and four respectively for the night. And so is the viewership low? Yes. And is there reason to be concerned because I think it's going to continue to go down? Yeah. But until USA tells WWE we are withholding or reducing rights, I look at it as par for the course right now, you know? And I I saw some people that were kind of criticizing WWE about, well, what do you expect? I mean, it's not compelling television. Granted, I think they're making mistakes because they're trying to stick with the same formula in an empty arena that they do in a packed arena. You know, the, the show that they're presenting is the same whether there's people there or not. And that's a mistake. They should be pivoting, like I've been talking about. They should be utilizing the stars that are sitting at home, and they should be you know, utilizing different kind of content, kind of like what they do with the cinematic matches on occasion. Mm-hmm. But regardless, when you've got an empty arena sitting, setting and when you've got limited rosters, it's not compelling TV. There's only so much they can do, and it is what it is. And I think ratings are going to continue to suffer. The question is going to be is when they got people back in the arena, are the, are the numbers going to rebound in that I guess we're going to have to wait and see. If the UFC prelim numbers are up this week from where they were before the last... This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. 
Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Last pay per view before the pandemic. That's that's when I'll take a look at the numbers a little more closely and be like, okay, maybe it is wrestling content because uh, if UFC's numbers are up on Saturday, it, it's got to make you wonder: is it quality? Is it star power? What is it? I think you need to wait past the first UFC show back because they've been they've been gone for so long that there's people that are thirsting for for action, and so it might not you know represent what the average is going to be. But I think if you wait until say three, you know, show three, show four, whatever, after they've done a few of these empty arena UFC shows, then I think you're going to have a better gauge as to where their audience is now. Uh, we have a super chat. Evan Wright says, Sean, any update on Kyrie Sane? Is her contract done? I don't believe her contract is done. Um, yeah, I, I don't think so. Um, I know that she had shown up. Uh, her contract was either up in the spring or in the fall. I don't know if she got a new one when she came to SmackDown or not. But uh, her original contract would have been up sometime in in the fall, whether it was last year or this year. But I'm not sure how that stands now because she got signed. No, she got signed in, in the spring. She got signed in March of 17. So there's a possibility that her deal might be coming due right now. She didn't get a it's new three one. three years. Yeah. It would, have been a, it would have been a three year deal, but she also went beyond that three year mark. So I'll, I'll see what I can find out. So money in the bank is this Sunday. And I got to admit, I'm intrigued by those ladder matches, Sean, those cinematic style ladder matches. I love how, uh, you know, certain other reporters getting props right now for reporting that they taped it weeks ago when Sean Ross Sapp announced weeks ago that they taped weeks ago. But uh, I'm intrigued by that. <laughs> yeah, uh, they they filmed this or I don't know when they filmed it, but they they flew everybody out to do it on Tuesday the 14th, that's why you see Jeremy Lambert when people are saying, oh, they brought back AJ because the ratings were taking a hit. No, AJ was there when they filmed the match three weeks right. ago. Like right. they so obviously knew. you got to bring him back to TV in order to get into the match. Makes yeah, sense, they, right? they knew that he was going to come back. But yeah, guys, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I got scoops all the time. And hey, I got a lot of people that say, oh, well, I can't afford FightfulSelect.com. That's okay. No pressure. Every Wednesday... I post the Fightful Wrestling Weekly in the wee hours of the morning. It's about a thousand plus words. Lately, it's been like twelve or thirteen hundred of exclusives that we have had on Fightful over the past week or the upcoming week. So, I mean, there you don't sleep on those. There are always information in the Fightful Wrestling Weekly that I get dozens of tweets about where people are asking questions, and it's it's probably right there in the weekly. We had one drop this morning, but I'm very interested in this. Uh, when I, when I interviewed Dana Brooke, I was like, and full transparency, I interviewed her yesterday, guys, and I was like, listen, I know that you all filmed this three weeks ago. We can do this as if you, as if the match had already aired and release it next week, or we can do it as if it hasn't aired yet and release it this week. And she was like, I'd rather do it to hype up the show. So we went with that method, and um, yeah, we're gonna have a little bit of. Uh, a little bit of her her reaction to finding out that it would be like that because she's been in ladder matches before, but nobody's been in a ladder match like this, and I'm pumped for it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, especially since they're going on simultaneously. And something that, that she had brought up that 
I hadn't even really thought of. This is kind of like putting a bow on Titan Towers. They're they're moving out of there yeah. before long. Like they they delayed it a little bit, but this is a, a building, even though it hasn't been used a ton on WWE mm-hmm. programming, has been used enough with the DX mm-hmm. stuff and the old Raw intro. Mm-hmm. Like it's a building that everybody knows about. We've seen it a hundred times on WWE programming, even if it if it hasn't been used a ton. If that makes any sense, we've seen the image, mm-hmm. and I think this is kind of a neat way to to really wrap that up and put a cap on history. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, now, I should say that this is—I don't consider this a spoiler. I'm just you know considering this news, but according to Bet Online. The favorites right now are AJ Styles and Shayna Baszler in those Money in the Bank ladder yeah. matches. Again, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. I don't want people crapping on us for spoiling the matches. Yeah. But bet online, that's what they're saying right now. AJ the, Styles and and AJ Styles with the briefcase would be amazing. The thing is with wrestling, uh, wrestling betting odds compared to MMA betting odds and boxing betting odds. If you see a minus six hundred favorite, that means you got to bet. Uh, $600 to make $1,000 or something like that. That would be a ton in MMA. In wrestling, it's not. Unless you see something like minus 2,000, that's the only time they know for sure. And when you see some of the odds that are out there, it's like, okay, yeah. These are educated guesses. These aren't spoilers on on these wrestling odds that we see. No, for sure, for sure. But AJ, to me, would be the right pick because his character is a heel. He's the perfect guy to be sneaking around with that briefcase. And we've never seen it before, and they should have kept the OC because the OC with that briefcase would have been really yes, good. I agree. I agree. At least he's got the T-shirt still, doesn't he? Mm, you know? He sure Saw does. That on Raw. So AEW, we mentioned this earlier, but they are returning to live weekly production starting this week for the foreseeable future. They're also bringing back a lot more of their roster. And so this week's show, for example, they're advertising Matt Hardy's in-ring debut with AEW. Chris Jericho's back in the ring. John Moxley's back in the ring. Plus, good old Jim Ross, 68-year-old Jim Ross is scheduled to be there too. Don't like that. So, Don't like yeah. that. They, they've got double the roster, though. They were working yeah. with – they worked with about 30% in Georgia. They actually yeah. had some stuff that was still in the can, I'm told, and actually still have a couple things that were in the can from Georgia, but they unloaded a lot of that on um, on Dark. But I don't like the idea of bringing Jim Ross back. I, I think that they do need to understand that that rapid test is not necessarily 100% effective. I'm sure they I'm sure they know. You know? I don't know. I guess we're going to see. Well, we uh, have, NXT. Hey, 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 hey. You transitioned so fast. I have a super <laughs> chat. Rob Wilkins says, SRS, I'll just say Billy and Chuck would have approved of my pantlessness. Jimmy, I would say 3.5% of stockholders care about storylines. Is that too high or too low? It's hard to say. It's hard to say. I mean, obviously, when they take those calls, uh, predominantly they're talking about, you know, uh, profit, uh, certain metrics, very rare that somebody calls in. Like I, I remember somebody uh, in a super chat a week or two ago, they said to me, "Hey, do you think shareholders are pissed off that Roman Reigns is off the show, or something along those lines? Or do you think there's going to be a lawsuit because Roman Reigns is off the show?" No, I mean, no. They're, they're, they're just they just they're not paying enough attention to that kind of stuff. So I don't know what percentage of shareholders uh, care about storylines, but it's I think it's pretty minimal. Yeah, yeah, I do too. So NXT this week, uh, an interesting matchup. Adam Cole against Velveteen Dream for the NXT title. That interests me. And uh, Karrion Cross. I still yeah. like Killian Cross better. 
but Carrion Cross is going to debut. Uh, they're calling Scarlet Bordeaux Scarlet, and that that brings me to this question I want to ask you. Do you think when she makes the main roster, because eventually they will, when she makes the main roster, do you think Vince McMahon's going to sour on the name Scarlet because it sounds too much like Charlotte? Yes, about 90% sure. I think so too. And what are they going to do then? <laughs> I don't know. Give her some terrible name. Maybe. Maybe they'll just call her Bordeaux. Uh, you know? No, I don't think they're going to use Bordeaux. I know. I'm just, you know, I'm just kind of, you know, spitballing. Um, how's our time? Okay, the team formerly known as the Revi- as the Revival, now the Revolt. Ah, I want to ask you not so fast. All right, fine. Well, they're they're currently calling themselves the Revolt. Eh, are they? Well, or are other people I've seen them post stuff. Are maybe. other people? Yeah. All right, maybe. So, formerly Dash and Dawson, now they're Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood. They were on Chris Jericho's podcast. I'm not going to go in detail about everything. A lot of the stuff we already knew. There's one thing I want to ask you about that I thought was interesting. They said that the last contract offer that they got from WWE exceeded the seven hundred fifty thousand yes. dollars that had been reported. Eight hundred grand at least it, is what it I was. It was eight hundred grand at least. At, at least. I hear that, and I think to myself, if they had have signed those deals, they would have been released exactly. on April fifteenth. They would have been gone. And so it's probably a smart idea for them to walk when they did, I think. Rhino looks like one of the smartest guys in the room right now. One of the smartest guys in the room. He wanted to do something. WWE doubled his downside and said, take this. And he said, no, you're going to have to double that double to get me to stick around because I know the drill. And he would have 100%, 100% been cut. Absolutely. 100% would have been cut. So good for Rhino. What if Matt Hardy would have stuck around under, what, over a million a year? With them not using him? They would have been like, eh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, yep. Yeah. And I listened to the podcast. I thought they came off pretty well. There was some stuff I didn't agree with, like them saying that the boys don't leak news. The boys definitely leak news. That happens all the time. Jimmy Jimmy knows about that. And the the blame was put on creative. Straight up, I don't have a ton of sources in creative because they don't hang around very long. There's... It just doesn't happen. I've got most of my contacts are wrestlers or people that work there or even people really high up. It's just that that's the nature of it. And it's yeah. not necessarily leaking. They'll if I ask a question, sometimes they'll tell me stuff. Yeah. I, yep. I don't I don't see it as like a, a thing where people do it maliciously. Almost never do I have something that people bring to me maliciously. And usually when I do, those people will get upset when I don't run it because they're like, oh, why, why won't you publish this? And I'm like, what, you want me to publish your conjecture, your your angry message that you sent me without – I wasn't able to get anybody else to verify it. I can't just blindly do that. I can say if you want me to put you on the record, you say this, but it kind of defeats the purpose of what they're doing. So there was some stuff I, I disagreed with, but – I didn't think they seemed bitter to WWE. I thought they seen they said that they were going to do the comedy gimmick. Even yep, they said they would have done whatever they needed to do to finish the contract out. Finish the contract. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I I think oftentimes the reason that they leak information is that they they want to make sure that the truth gets reported. Yeah. Uh, and oftentimes maybe it's a topic where they're not happy and they think if we can get this public. Maybe something will change. I, I I can tell you guys this. Sean shows me a lot of the messages messages that he gets from uh, people within WWE. 
And oftentimes the same pattern I see in terms of messages to Sean, it's always stuff like, I really appreciate that you vet your story. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I think guys talk to you. Like we go back to that COVID-19 positive test. Mm -hmm. You had that a week before anybody else. Yeah. You could have, you could have posted it the first day, but you didn't because you wanted WWE to confirm it and they wouldn't because they knew you were going to report it. I mean, that's basically yep. what happened. Yeah. That's you know what exactly I mean? what happened. And yeah. that's a conversation that I've, that I've like had with them in the past. And it, it's been a point of contention because they're like, Oh, well you, you just want to get stuff first. And I'm like, no, or else I would have run it days exactly. and days before. Like it, exactly. it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't fair to the person or our readers or even WWE that I run it when I found out about it. I right. needed to get a little, a little bit more. And when I got my eyes on the memo, that was enough for me. I got eyes right. on the memo and had several confirmed that it was a memo. Uh, but we have a lot of super chats right now. Uh, Matthew right. Garrett says, is Roman Reigns in hot water? Uh, there's a lot of conjecture about that. Not really. I'm working on on finding out a lot more about that. I've been talking to a bunch of people about the possibility of that. Um, I don't think so. I just don't think they want him on TV right now until or mentioned on TV until they think they're getting him back. And I don't know if they know when they're getting him back, Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, pe people need to understand not only is high risk because he's uh, a two-time leukemia survivor, and leukemia is the kind of thing that will always come back, and he knows it. So that's number one. Number two, his wife is pregnant with twins. Yeah. So she's high risk too. So if you're Roman Reigns, you're not going anywhere, and he doesn't need the money. I mean, he's got a downside anyway, but he doesn't. Yes. He's he's not desperate to uh, get back in the ring. So I don't think he'll be around for a while either. I don't think so. Matthew Garrett says, "Is Vince stoked about Drew McIntyre? He should be." Yeah, he should be. I think Drew's doing great. He's great. He's he's uh, he's basically got the show on his back right now. He's got Raw on his back. Although I really like that AJ's back because AJ I think is tremendous as a heel. Yeah. And obviously I think that there's going to be a run with him and Drew. Yeah. But uh, Drew's been he's been carrying the brand. I think I think he's been doing a great job. I think you got to keep Drew Street smart. That's the thing. He can't whine. He can't be. He can't be gotten to too much. It's don't it's be all, an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be dumb. Don't don't do any of that. Uh, yes. Matthew Garrett says, "Does Impact have any chance at growing a larger audience?" I enjoy Impact, but no, I don't think so. They've got a fantastic roster. Their women's roster rules. I just don't think there's a ton of room for growth doing what they do or where they do it. I love Access too. There have been fewer companies easier to deal with in my time in wrestling than Access. So they've got. A great company there that they're working with uh, that they now own, and I I like Impact. It's just I don't see a lot of growth for them right now, Jimmy. Their problem is that the the wrestling product, I guess, is so saturated, and there's fewer eyeballs now than there were even a few years ago when it comes to the wrestling fan base. It's just difficult. And how how do you get that viewer? I, I go back to what Phil Collins said. I I, I told Sean this a long time ago. Phil Collins did a live concert within the last year, I think it was. He's an older guy yeah. now. He did a live concert, and he said, uh, you have a choice, and tonight you chose us, and for that I thank you. I've always remembered him saying that Yeah. Be because this day and age, people have so many choices in terms of their entertainment dollar. And Impact, it's just such, such a saturated market. Access is not a high-traffic station. I look at it like they, they're doing what they can. The Tessa Blanchard run – that that was basically as good as they could probably do to try to 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 get an audience was the Tessa Blanchard run because she's a star, 
And yet they still, they got a buzz online, but they still don't have a massive audience. It's just very difficult. Too saturated. They're not on a great station. Any news on Triple H wrestling again? Asks Matthew Garrett. Nope, no plans right now. Uh, Rex- he was asked about that, actually. Sorry to cut you off. He, he, was, he did an interview promoting, what was it? WrestleMania with ESPN. And he was asked about that. And what he said was, I'm not retired. But uh, going into WrestleMania, he said, I already had so much to do. I already had so so many responsibilities. And NXT now has TV every week. He said, I didn't want the added burden of mm-hmm. having to, pre- to prepare for my own match in addition to everything else. And I think that's basically right now is what's in his way. He wants to – if you've ever seen – they did a documentary before his match with Batista. I think it was on the network. Uh, he had a very strict regimen in terms of his workouts, in terms of his diet. He was cal- calculating even his protein down to the gram. Like he's a very strict regimented guy. And I just don't think he wanted to get into that this year with everything else that was going on. And uh, Rex Joseph Kalmarin says, what should AEW do to have their ratings reach over 2 million? Well, that's viewership, not ratings. But right now, I don't know if there's anything. Keep producing live crowds, li- live crowds keep producing good TV. And NXT would have to not be on that Wednesday. I think that if NXT wasn't on Wednesdays, I think they'd be approaching maybe 1.3, 1.4 maybe where they originally were. Uh, but I, I think right now, you think we be doing that right now? Maybe right now. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe about a million right now. Yeah, maybe a but million right now. I think weekly, they, I think either one of those companies would be doing 1.3, 1.4 without the other one on TV. A lot of people will look at the 900 and 700,000. They'd be like, oh, well, 1.6, 1.7. Some of those are, are the same. Some of those get counted twice, but yep. I think they'd both be doing in the mid 1 millions uh, with crowds and without each other. The other thing they need, so they need a live crowd. That goes without saying. The other thing they need is they need a major storyline or they need a major yes. superstar to cross over from WWE. Uh, like imagine, it's never going to happen, but imagine if John Cena left WWE and went to AEW and showed up as a heel the first day shot. Can you imagine? Like that would put them in the stratosphere in terms of where the wrestling audience is as an example. That's what they need. They need a, it's like WCW, Hogan signed in 95. He didn't really do anything significant. Yeah, they got some decent crowds and some decent buy rates. Nothing significant until he turned heel. Uh, Scott Hall shows up, Kevin Nash shows up, and they took off. Yep. Uh, And then same thing with WWE, Austin McMahon. It was Austin McMahon that, that, that started them back the other way. AEW needs they do. A, a killer storyline and, and a killer elite-level superstar to jump over from WWE. Yeah, I agree. And they, they need something. They need what you just mentioned, something major. And I think they have the tools to make something major. Something sure. I think they can catch fire. The content's good. I enjoy their show. That's, that's, that's the basis. That's the start of it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm curious to see. You know, the one thing I feel like they're missing in AEW, and and this is something we've talked about with WWE too. Everybody's all buddy buddy. Mm-hmm. You know, like there, I I don't see a lot of uh, competition among the athletes, kind of thing. They're all buddies. They post pictures together at the bar afterwards and videos, and they're kind of they, they go into a kind of like a family, and that's all fine and good. 
But for somebody to get the best out of somebody, they have to have that competitive nature. Like I want to be the top guy. Yeah. Instead, instead of okay, it's your turn now. Then next month I get a run, and then the next month he gets a run. That should not be the mentality. I, I do think that the mentality has shifted to more of a team mentality type of thing because you heard the revival. They didn't just leave because of them. They left because of the tag division because right, they right. they saw all the great teams there and wanted it to be better. We have right. a bunch more super chats. All right. Uh, Anakin JMT says, any fun interactions between men and women in Money in the Bank that you want to see? Yeah, a lot of them. Uh, like, I, I want to see some of these play out. Like, I don't know if any of them have history or anything like that. I guarantee you Nia Jax is going to lay out one of the guys. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah. That, that's they always do that. That's the way that she should kind of get over in that regard. But who do we yeah. got? Shayna Baszler. I don't know who she could have an interesting interaction with. I wouldn't mind seeing her chain wrestle Daniel Bryan. I think that would be kind of funny because because uh, of that. Asuka, I don't think that she would ma- maybe do the miss. Maybe yeah. Maybe. D- does a miss them? Does the miss them? One of the guys, and she can do that whenever okay. she wants in the match. Yeah. Yeah. Carmella doesn't really have history with any of these people. Lacey doesn't. Uh-huh. Lacey has some history with Baron Corbin. I mean, you could. You could kind of mention that. The only but... thing I could see Lacey doing is if she's in trouble, maybe she like pretends to flirt with a guy and then kicks him in the balls. Yeah, I could see that Something too. Like that. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Garrett says, Reigns edited out of the Brock match at WrestleMania on Monday's throwback footage. They just don't want to remind you that he's not there over and over again, at least as far as that goes. Uh, throwback says, with Otis having a shot at Money in the Bank, if he wins, could it further the storyline? Where Otis has to make a choice over career or love, making Ziggler force this issue, kick ass tonight at Quistlemania, SRS. That's an interesting approach. I mean, Otis is over right He's now. Great. He's great. Like I said, he needs to just realize there's nobody there when he does his goofy crap. The but Caterpillar last weekend was so stupid. Yeah, yeah. That like he just needs to kind of understand that stuff, but uh he's Otis is great. And He's I great. love the idea of him cashing in money in the bank as a baby face, but somebody like kind of grabbing Mandy and threatening her and him making that decision and, and then getting rolled up or something. Yep. And maybe even Mandy turns on him and Sonya was like, told you so all along type of thing. I think, uh, I think it has to end with Mandy turning on him. It yes, has it to. has to, it has yes. to. She is a, she's a better heel than a baby face. Yes. It, it just works that way. It just can't be the same old, you will never look like me. I am yeah. too hot for you. Shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's going to be a new clip. We're going to isolate that. Oh, God. I found it. out that my ringtone for Anna Bauert's cell phone is me impersonating Anna Bauert. I didn't even know you ever did that. Yeah, I did on the show. It's pretty good. Uh. Uh, DJ Cass says, 2012 Impact Wrestling was the best roster, and I thought they got their act together with Open Fight Night and Option C and the roster at the time. I don't mind – actually, I do mind Option C because I hate vacating a title just to do it. It diminishes the X Division Championship to say, piss off title belt. I want the shot at the world title. I get it. The world title is important. But that company was not built on the NWA 10 pounds of gold. It was built on the X Division. Absolutely. 2012, if you go back and look at their their work there, Jimmy, the production was a lot better then than it is now. It's unbelievable to go back and look 9, 10 years ago at Impact and just see how beautiful everything looked. I liked Impact in 2012 an awful lot until Claire Lynch showed up. Oh boy. And I keep saying, for those of you who don't remember, Claire Lynch was a, 
an actress they brought in to do like a fake baby storyline with AJ Styles to like ruin his career and all that stuff. And I've been saying like AJ needs to run into Becky sometime backstage and be like, hey, how's Claire doing? One of those. That'd be great. That'd be great. Even if hardly anybody gets it, who cares? Exactly. A couple people would get it. James yeah, O'Rourke yeah. says, could we see someone who is not in Money in the Bank interfere? I think so. Yeah, anything's possible, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, technically, it's Titan Tower. Vincent Mann's there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hunter's got an office there. Matthew, so, Matthew Garrett asks, is there any truth to Sami Zayn being disruptive backstage? No, he, from what I told, he based, that is what I was told. I haven't confirmed it. I was told he called their bluff on, don't have to come to work if you don't want to, if you don't feel safe. Right. And good for him. And finally, Matthew Garrett says, please tell me we get a spot where Corbin gets his face photocopied. <laughs> I could do something like that. That would be great. That's the classic office thing to do. That is That would be really good. Yeah, yeah. Damn. I'm going to move on to stupid people. I'm not going to play the video uh, because, uh, you know, I said that I would accept if anybody wants to do their rendition of the stupid people song. I don't have any of this week, sure. so I'm not going to play the iPad with the same old song as always. I'm just going to jump right in. I did try to compromise, or I don't know if that's the right word. I wanted to have the media, even though I don't have proper production. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I got some printout skis here for some of this oh, stuff. Okay. This is the part five of the coronavirus edition. Somebody said to me on social media, I'm glad you're doing stupid people every week because there are so many right now. Yeah, there is. So this is part five. This first one was reported by News Chain on April 30. And this is another one of those stupid sad ones. And sometimes I'm debating about doing stupid sad ones, but uh, I decided to include it. So there's a 31-year-old woman living in Turkey. Her name is Olesia Suspitsina. She decided to celebrate Good the try. lifting. I tried. I know. <laughs> She decided to celebrate the lifting of uh, lockdown measures in Turkey by going for a walk with a friend. Hey, we're not locked in anymore. The weather's nice, whatever. Let's go for a walk. They noticed a cliff with a waterfall in the background. And in this world of social media that we're in right now, they decided to climb over a safety barrier because they had to get that perfect shot with that waterfall in the background. What happened next, Sean? They fell down the goddamn waterfall. Slipped on the grass, fell 115 feet to her death over the cliff. Oh, no. It's not like a movie. You can't do like Harrison Ford did in The Fugitive and just jump hundreds of feet down below a dam. People will look at that picture for one day, and the next day it's old news. Don't worry about it. Did they at least salvage the picture? Uh, That I don't know. That I don't know. That's unfortunate. This next one, I got to get the uh, the photo ready. So this next one, reported by the San Diego Union Tribune on May five. Sean, this is amazing. These are so good and they're real, which is the best part. So, just like most people right now, there was a man in Santee, California, who did his grocery shopping wearing a face mask. A lot of people are doing that right now. Well. This resulted in the San Diego County Sheriff's Department investigating and pursuing appropriate criminal charges. Why do you think that is, Sean Rossap? I'm trying to think of something appropriately ridiculous. I don't know. Go ahead. The man's mask of choice was a KKK hood. I saw that. See if I can put this up. I I saw that. No. 
I don't know if we can see it properly because I'm on We can. Director. We definitely okay. can. Okay. Oh, my God. Can you believe that? Photos on social media showed the man wearing the hood. He actually took it off once he got to the checkout line, paid for his food, and left. And now he's being investigated. Can you believe that? That was his mask of choice at the grocery store. I definitely believe he was wearing camo. It's not surprising at all. Unbelievable. Yeah, he was wearing camo too. Yeah. And this last one, Sean, I saved this for last because of the state that it was based in. So it was reported by the New York Post on May 4. A gas station clerk in Lexington, Kentucky, posted a clip that has gone viral of a woman approaching to pay for gas, wearing a mask. Why did this one go viral? I don't know. She cut a hole in the mask for her nose and mouth so she could breathe better. I'm moving to that city next year. Can you see that good? Yeah. She cut a hole in the mask so she could breathe better. Oh, my God. Listen, Jimmy. <laughs> How techni- these people exist? Technically, How? just just to run back your offer for me a few years ago, by the sounds of it, the entire city of Lexington is the house of horrors right now. Might be. It might be. Oh. What, what puts that into your brain like you're still protected? I don't get it. How does your brain trick you into thinking that you're still protected? Mm. Oh, it the- doesn't. They just don't know any better. Man, I'm telling you, like, I've had longtime friends delete me because they post such stupid shit on Facebook. And I just – I post a follow-up and I'm like, hey, this is not real. Here's a link to a reputable site. Bam, deleted. People I've known for 10 years. They cannot handle, they can't be confronted with the truth. I bet somebody told her that, and she probably just didn't like the way that it turned out. You you think that in her mind she'd be thinking, but if I cut a hole, am I still... Oh, you wouldn't, no. No, dumb people everywhere, man. (sighs) Well, after this, go to FightfulSelect.com. We're going to do The List Goes On. We're going to talk about the Bella Twins, Becky Lynch going to talk about John Cena. We're going to talk about some injury news uh, and some other stuff. Go to uh, FightfulSelect.com for the list goes on. Until next time, guys, we're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.